Bills and Buffalo. Yes, sir. And giving me my first opportunity as a head coach, Terry from Gold. We did something that nobody's done in a very long time. Understand what's at stake, though. Understand what there, there is out there more for us. Yeah, yeah, this hat's fine and dandy. This hat and shirt's fine and dandy. But I'm the one that says Super Bowl chance. Yeah. 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 Enjoy this. Enjoy the flight. Let's move on tomorrow. I love this team. How about it, Charlie? AFC East champs for the first time since 1995. I love this team how can you not like really how how can you not like they're just so much fun from snowball fights from the owner recording snowball fights on its flip phone but like hey his his daughter did confirm he's upgraded to the iphone oh okay okay i did not see that so at least he's 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 getting you know up to date with technology but Seriously, how could you just not love this team? Like, what is there just not to love about them? unless unless you're a grouchy old Dolphins fan? Who, by the way, if you ever venture into Dolphins Twitter, it is a strange world. The only thing stranger than Dolphins Twitter is Alabama Twitter, which I got into both of those today. Why? Very strange places it's, to be. Why? I commented on someone's thing today about Tua, and I'm like, hey, I don't think Tua's been that great. Like, I think he'll be a backup in three years. I don't think I'm that far-fetched right now. I know it's still early on Tua, and that's fine. But I got it from Dolphins Twitter telling me that I need to lay off the drugs, delete my Twitter account. Uh, I Charlie, I'm, gonna stop, I'm just going to stop you. This is way too negative. The, you're, in, you're an AFC East champion fan right now. Okay, and, you, don't, well, you, don't and, and, deal, wait, you don't have to deal with this. Let me say this. You know what I said back to him? Enjoy the golf course this offseason because the Bills are AFC champions. They're going to the playoffs. Uh, remember the, there was one time the Bills or not the Bills, the Sabres and the Maple Leafs were playing at the end of the year and was it Ray or Barnaby or somebody did, uh, you know, held his hockey stick like a golf club and just made fun of Ty Domi. He's like, all right, have fun on the golf yep. course. That's exactly what I was doing because I don't think Miami, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just going to call right now. Miami doesn't make the playoffs this year. Ba- uh, Baltimore's got the easier schedule. Baltimore's getting in that last wild card spot. Miami's going to be at home enjoying their time on the golf course down there in Miami. They'll be on the outside looking in, plain and simple. But, Nick, the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years. I was five years old. I don't even remember really the last time. I don't know about you. Um, let's. I'm, I'm going to start with you first. Emotions, man. Like, Tell me first Like, what was going through your head when the zeros ticked on the clock. And Yeah, you know, I'll be, I'll be to totally first. honest. It was – almost not as exciting as I thought it was going to be because you just knew it was coming. Like this team had been so dominant all year. The rest of the division was not that competitive and you kind of just had the sense, like even if they didn't get it today, it was still coming and it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, week 17 must win over, you know, against the team you're playing with or something exciting like that. It was, it was a, a blowout. We, we said on this podcast, we weren't afraid of Denver you almost predicted the exact score. If it wasn't for that garbage time touchdown, you would have been off by like one point at 40 and the, 20. And the field goal kicker for Denver not being able yeah. to kick whatsoever. Yeah. So then it, by the time it ticked down, like it, I was I was hoping, maybe not hoping is the wrong word. I was expecting it just to be like hit you a little bit more. And there, there was no mm-hmm. moment where it just like, you know, hit you in the face. It just kind of like gradually set in. You're like, you know what? This is happening. Mm-hmm. It was when they ended the drought in such incredible fashion on the Andy Dalton touchdown that just hit you all at once. You're like, no what? Like this is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, holy. Mm-hmm. And this was just like, all right, it's settling in. They're up by 10. They're up by 20. They're, you know, the clocks went like they got it. It was cool. And then after it happened, you're just like, this is exactly what we thought. And it's just amazing that before the year, the Bills were uh, at different points of the year. They were favored or slightly slight underdogs to win the division. Uh, maybe I think the day Cam Newton signed, the Patriots uh, jumped back up just on the betting sites. But they're like, it's just so weird to have a Bills team that is supposed to just does what it's supposed to do and hammers people and takes care of business. And it's awesome. It's odds. It's unusual. And you saw 6,000 whatever people at the airport last night celebrating this in the middle of a pandemic, which we can talk about later. Some of the people there gave us a, a bad name. 
people are loving it. This like this is exactly your Twitter thing of what you said. No one knows what it's like to just have this feeling of the Bills are the dominant team. Like you don't have to get into random Twitter fights. You don't have to reply to every single person who tweets something negative about about the Bills. Like that's just what good teams deal with all the time. And you don't have to embarrass Bills fans or Buffalo or yourself by trying to stick up for Josh Allen uh, to every person on Twitter. Like when the bills sucked and you had nothing and you're like, no, I need, I need this scrap of Mm -hmm. dignity by responding to some dude on Twitter that I don't know who doesn't care about me. I guess when you're like, you know, seven and nine every year, you're 13, you're, you're, um, I'm sorry. What are they? 11 and three. You're Mm -hmm. 11 and three. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. And that, that'll set in eventually in a, in a broader scale, I think with the fan base, but all good vibes here, man. It's Christmas week. The bills are division champions. So let me me talk on this. You said, you know, it kind of, it didn't feel as exciting as what maybe you thought it was going to feel like because you knew that it was coming. Mm -hmm. Could it maybe also not feel as exciting as what you thought it was going to feel like, because this team is really that good and they're could be really on the verge of something great. And, at this point, we as Bills fans aren't just going to settle at this point for an AFC. As much as we wanted one, and as much as everyone showing up to the airport was great, and I said it, I, I, I said it as well earlier today. I tweeted out, I said, you know, hey Bills Mafia, you thought last night was great. You thought the feeling you had last night was great. Wait till the wagon starts circling in February in Tampa. Like that's let's be honest, that's where this team is capable of going. I don't know if you watched any of the Kansas city game today, Nick, I, I watched it a little did. bit of it. Kansas city every week has looked more and more beatable. And how have the bills looked every week? The last few weeks, they are clicking on every single cylinder. They look like nobody can touch them. They are peaking at the right time. And Denver's not just a team to shake your head at. Denver's a team that almost beat this very good Kansas City Chiefs team that everyone is ready to crown as Super Bowl champions before they even get into the playoffs. Yeah, you that's a good that's that a good, good point, and that that sounds a lot like what Josh Allen said in the locker room. They said, "This is cool, but we're not done. We want more." And I think the fan base wants more. It would have been, I'll be honest, it would have been something to brag about even more if they had done it when Tom Brady was still in the division. And it mm-hmm. does hurt a little bit that that never happened, but it's it's okay. It is what it is. I I think you're exactly right. The Super Bowl or just a deep playoff run in general is is what what people want. And this is cool, but I think people realize that it's just a stepping stone. And this city, of course, will go insane if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, speaking of the Kansas City game today, I still I still think Kansas City would be favored in that game. And it's like every every time I oh, see I Patrick so. Mahomes, he looks. Like their offense isn't clicking like it was the past two years, but he still is so good. He extends the play, and then you think it's going to be a sack, and he spins out and runs away and makes a ridiculous throw, and it's a 20-yard gain. And they just constantly, every single week, multiple times a week, that happens. And it's like that's no longer a bug. Like that's a feature. That's what the Kansas City offense is. You can do everything right and get pressure with four and drop the rest of the guys into coverage. And then Mahomes just does something Mahomesian and it right. You can't you can't stop it for an entire game. The Rams almost did the Super Bowl last year and it didn't work out. But I have I have seen today some tweets from some national people being who can stop the Chiefs? You know, they're clearly the best team in the NFL, but you know they're they don't look unbeatable. Is it is it the Packers? Is it the Bills? Like that's basically where we're at. It's like if someone's going to beat the Chiefs, it's probably going to be the Bills, and the Bills have a shot if they play their best offense. So the the Bills defense, Nick, don't forget though, the Bills defense from where they were when Buffalo played Kansas City so many weeks ago versus where they are now is like night and day. It's a totally different defense. This Bills defense now looks like what everyone expected this defense to look like. These I, I I'm gonna say it to quote the great Rick Jenneret. These guys are scary good, man. <laughs> They're scary good, and any anything's possible. Look, I know it's the NFL. It's 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 so much different than you know so many other sports out there, and anything can happen any given Sunday. You know, look, the Jets finally won a game today against a Rams team that people also were saying are a very good team. 
but the Jets snuck out a way to win. And you know what? Unfortunately, they might have missed out on the Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, totally not mad about that. You know, me, me neither. I'm not mad about shucks. that. I mean, that's, a, that's a shame. It's a real shame. You know, <laughs> gee dang it. But but in all seriousness, like I, I am I'm part of me is always so hesitant because we haven't got gotten to experience all of this greatness in so long, you know, not in our lifetime. When we did, we were so young that it didn't mean anything to us. You know, mm-hmm. last night, I don't get to watch a lot of games with my dad, you know, living in Atlanta. My parents live down in Florida. We don't get to watch a lot of games with each other. So the last two weeks I got to watch football with my dad. Like I get to do every holiday season and it's great. Was he the a season night, ticket holder in the nineties? My dad was a season ticket holder. He didn't miss a game home game, um, you know, through, through, Nine, the 10 years that I was born that we lived in Buffalo and, and the years before that, I think he was a season ticket holder before I was born, um, maybe about 20 years or so. And he didn't miss a home game, nothing. He actually used to take me to hockey practice at like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, get home, change, get picked up and go to the game. My dad actually missed my first goal I ever scored in hockey because he went to a Bills game, <laughs> you know. Um, so my, my dad was dedicated that they, they, him and my uncle and all their friends, they should game with, they had a whole dance to the shout song. Um, and back in I the day, I never heard that story before. Oh yeah. Ne- ne- we'll, we'll get into that one of these days, but, uh, uh, back in the days when they used to be able to bring, well, not, I wouldn't say bring, but sneak in, uh, flax and stuff. They used to take shots of gold slog every time the bill scored a touchdown, you know, it, it was, it was a big party to him. There's a lot of tailgate stories, a lot of, a lot of, uh, Bill stories that next time you come down to to visit my parents, I think we need to crack a couple wow. of beers and, and have All my right. dad, dad share some stories. But you know, so I again I got to watch the games with my dad, and it's it's always it's always a lot of fun. You know, our views on on football, though I've realized, are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, he said to me before the game, right before the game started, he goes, "Pay attention to this." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Cherish this." He goes, "The Bills are going to win today." He goes enjoy this. You don't remember the last time the Bills won the AFC East. He goes, enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. Have fun with it. It's 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 going to be your first of many. Cherish this. So after the game, you know, him and I, we, we, we took a celebratory shot and, you know, shouted out a why not us and, you know, why not, man? Why not us? Why not Buffalo? It's, it's our time now. You know, it, it feels that way. It sure feels that way. Yeah, I think Nick Wooten, when he was on our last episode, he mentioned something, and I'm sure not everyone enjoyed hearing it, but he said basically something to the effect that, you know, Buffalo does have a, have a little uh, insecurity about its its stature in the national, in the national consciousness. And mm-hmm. the fact that Buffalo is pounding everyone, I think we love that so much more than, any, than other cities might. And every, other cities love their teams too, don't get me wrong. Right. It just means a little tiny bit more when you, you get constantly told that you're nothing and then you go out and just shove it right in everybody's face. Well, and you know what too is, and I think there's so much so many people in the national media, right, that just don't want to see Buffalo be good. And, and not just in the national media, people, you know, NFL fans all over the country just don't want to see Buffalo be good because, hey, oh, your team made it to four Super Bowls in a row and they couldn't win the big Super Bowl. And that's fine. But this isn't the same old Bills, man. I don't know. Did you watch that video that the Bills came out with with Steve Tasker? Mm-hmm. Dude, chills. Like, could not have said anything better myself. And the ending, like, I, I was ready to, like, hop off, get in the car, <laughs> I'm driving to the Ralph now. Like I'm tailgating now. Like, let's just go. Like I am ready. Like, let's go. Um, you know, it, it's, it's always sports in Buffalo, right. Are always so much better when the teams are good, when the Sabres were good for all those years with the jury and Briere years. And, and we finally felt like, Hey, this is our year, right? It's the energy. I try to explain this to so many people because I don't know about you. I'm not a big college football fan. You know, I, I'll watch it. I enjoy it. You know, it's sports, it's especially through this whole pandemic. I've gotten a little bit more into it because it's something to watch right now. But I'm not a big college football fan, and and I think the way that the college football playoff played out is, is a very good indicator. I think a lot of teams get screwed that deserve a chance. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all of that said, people tell me all the time how the NFL – you know, well, the NFL is not as fun as college because, you know, 
you, you walk around a college campus on game day and, and everyone's just partying and having a good time. I'm like, you've never been to Buffalo. You go to Buffalo on a Bills game day. Your 90-year-old grandma is watching the Bills. <laughs> Everybody stops what they're doing when the Bills are on and watches the Bills. It doesn't matter where you are, how old you are, whatever. You could. I used to tell people, the best time to go to the, go to the grocery store in Buffalo is at 1 o'clock on a Sunday when the Bills are playing because nobody's there. The roads are dead. It's it's Buffalo is a perfect example of a college atmosphere for an NFL game. No one does it better. And when they're good, it just makes it that much better in town, man. And hell, I'll say it. We deserve this. Think of everything we as fans have been through. You know, th- think of how it started. Think of how the playoff drought, the playoff drought started. That started with what we all still believe is a forward lateral pass. That that started the drought, and look where look where this team is now. Look where the Buffalo Bills are now. They're AFC East division champions. I never thought in my lifetime I'd ever be able to say those words, ever again. Like like it, it just felt like it was never going to be possible. But I, I'll tell you, the players say the exact same thing that this feels like a college town. Like they they love the energy here, and that. If, you, if you've never ventured outside Buffalo, like you might think every city's like that. Every city's not like that. That is very mm-hmm. unique to Buffalo. You know, I've, I've been to um, – I was talking to a gentleman the other day here in my parents' neighborhood, um, and they – he's a Dolphins fan, um, but he, he's from Buffalo. So I wouldn't say he's a Dolphins fan, but he, he goes to a lot of Dolphins games because they're the closest team. And he's like, you know, I miss being in Buffalo for football games because Bills fans tailgate. Dolphins fans think they're tailgating and they're just it, it's not the same. You know, I go to I've been to Bucks games, I've been to tailgates there. It's not the same. You know, it's not the same atmosphere and and don't get me wrong. When I go tailgate at Bills games, I'm not like those maniacs that are jumping off of cars and, you know, like Pinto Ron getting ketchup and mustard all over my face. You know, I am from eating my hot dog but not from, you know, <laughs> someone on top of the just saving it for later. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, the, just the atmosphere there. Everyone walks by, and, and even to the away, unless they're a Patriots fan or a Dolphins fan, everyone walks by, everyone's just friendly with everyone. Come party, come have a shot, come have a drink. It's just, it's 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 like you're just in, like, your own neighborhood for the three hours that you get to tailgate pregame. Yeah, life, uh, life stops for, well, even more than three hours, I guess, if you're tailgating for – for before the game but that was that was especially a feature of the drought is that people seemed to realize the game was not going to provide the relief that it would for many other cities and i think tailgating kind of took off because they made like your escapism took hold in the tailgate like you were made sure you had a good time in the tailgate because you knew the game was not going to provide that for you stefan diggs man he said it best uh, yesterday when he got off the plane too, you know, best fans ever. That's love. And he played it with the, you know, with a pretty diehard fan base there in Minnesota who really loved their team as well. But I don't think he's ever experienced anything like this. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I think he's, he's starting to really realize what this, what this city, what this town is. And the best part about it is these guys go and tell their friends that are becoming free agents. Hey, don't sleep on Buffalo. Like check, check out Buffalo, check out what these guys can do. And the bills can just keep getting better and better and better. And it's because of us. It's because of what us fans do. Just don't be idiots and go to the airport and not wear a mask and yell five feet from Josh Allen's car. Cause we don't need Josh Allen to get COVID right now. So wear yeah, a mask. We, yeah, very quickly. Car. We, we got to talk about that guy. So I don't know if you, Listen to this. Have you seen the the video? The Bills posted and Josh Allen put on Instagram. All the players put up just people at the airport at like 2 in the morning when the, when the flight landed. Tons of people there. Totally expected. That's cool. You know, If you're outdoors wearing a mask, you're probably fine. A, there were a ton of people without masks on. Not really cool with that. Not even going to touch on that too much, though. There was some dude. I don't know if he hopped through the fa- – I don't know where this guy was. Like – ran up to Josh Allen's car to take video on his phone without a mask on. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so cool. 
you're an asshole. Okay. <laughs> that guy also almost walked into the police car, by the way. Okay. That guy's an asshole. I'm sure he's a guy. He's someone he's son and he's maybe a nice guy. Okay. In that moment, he's an asshole. Don't go where you're not supposed to go. Don't walk up to the quarterback's car without a mask on in the middle of a pandemic and like totally there for himself thinking he's being cool not thinking like that's not a fan a fan's there to like support he's there from like that's an asshole move don't you're doing it for yourself and for all you know possibly exposing the freaking quarterback to covid fuck screw that guy okay <laughs> all right <laughs> not <laughs> cool man not yeah. cool all right we, not cool <laughs> i remember a couple of episodes ago i told uh, who was it lucy swore on the was like I was like, that was the you know the first F word on this podcast. Well, you're, you're, you're uh, yeah, that was, that was, these were the second swear words in this podcast, and they were well it's, deserved. It's well deserved. Don't for that be that guy. guy. If you know Don't him, feel free to tell him what I said. He deserves it. Yes, yes, but it, it was. I mean, let's face it. We all knew that you know Bill's life was going to show up in the bunches, right? I don't know if you saw the picture going around of everyone celebrating. Um, on uh, at, at Ralph Wilson way back when, knocking yeah, the, down the, the pandemonium game was that eighty yeah. nine? I think so. That was that was BC man. That was before Charlie. <laughs> so I don't really remember. But uh, BC is before COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, before COVID. There you go. That was before COVID. Um, but I, I, a lot of people are comparing that picture, obviously, to 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 this one. And I'd be curious to see how many people were there would be at the airport if there was not COVID. Oh, um, it would be amazing. Unbelievable. You know, I, it would. I don't think the pl- the players would still be trying to get out of the lot at this point. <laughs> if this team ever wins a Super Bowl and there's a parade, the like l- the entire town will shut down because businesses won't be able to open. Like it'll no. be massively insane. Like you think the Dingus Day parade is crazy, or the St. Patrick's Day parade is crazy? It's going to be like a week long parade. Like uh, people are going to have to literally. Just you, we can't come to work today because we're going to the parade. Like there will be nothing. Over. Yeah, it'll be it'll be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who has the power to do this. Like Mark Polonkars or somebody. Like this is uh instead of like this is a new government holiday. It's yeah. the Super Bowl day, and then there's I mean, gonna be some people. I'm not. I don't support this team. Is this necessary? Shut up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you go to work then. You go go work my hours. I'm going to the parade. <laughs> You know, oh I I've, I already have told my my wife. You know, this is way back before we even got married. I told her, I said, "Look, I said if the Bills are win the Super Bowl, like I'm going back to Buffalo. Like I'm getting on the next plane. I don't care how much the ticket costs. I'm going. I will be at that parade. I'm not missing that parade. Yeah. You know, um, it's definitely somewhere I'd want to be. There's nowhere else I would rather be in that moment. You know, with with all my friends, all my family. You know, I'd probably fly my dad. But I've also mm-hmm. told her, look, if I ever get enough money." And the Bills are in the Super Bowl. Like I'm going to the Super Bowl. I may never get to see them in the Super Bowl again. Like I want to be there. Um, but let's face it, they're, they're too too much money right now. I don't think I can afford it. I need to make more money first. So, if anyone has a way to, you know, for me to make about a million dollars a year, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> and people forget too. This is the year uh, Scott Norwood missed the kick wide right. Was the Bills' first of four Super Bowl appearances? The team lost the Super Bowl, and they had a parade that was so massive in Niagara Square that they like cheered for Scott Norwood. Like Scott Norwood didn't want to be there, and the, and the fans cheered for him hard enough because they, you know, they, they thought he handled the situation gracefully. Like like people said that they named their son Scott after Scott Norwood because of how he handled that situation, but. Oh, like underscoring the fact that there was a parade after they lost. Mm-hmm. Like if they, like how long would the parade route have to be if they won? Nick, it there was be- a parade after the Bills lost, or I'm sorry, after the Sabres lost the Stanley Cup in '99. Crazy, forget, you know. And and that was when uh, what's his name got up on on stage and said no goal and walked off. Uh, Lindy Ruff, Lindy, <laughs> who by the way is now back in the Sabres division for for a season. Yeah, Look, yeah, I had that on my list. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, but yeah, what, uh, just crazy times, man. Like, like I, I, I wonder so much, you know, what, what I've always wondered what this feeling is like, but I never thought that Buffalo would win the AFC championship in a, such a deciding way, the way they did, right. Yeah. They did a really good job yesterday of, um, getting that lead, holding the lead and just playing good all around football. Obviously Josh Allen looked like 
Josh Allen should look against a team like Denver. Denver's defense was beat up, and they beat him with the pass. They beat him with the run. Singletary had his longest run of the season, you know, at the end. And <laughs> I think Matt Barkley was a little time. upset. Yeah, I think Barkley was a little upset. I think Barkley was hoping he had a few more snaps in um, than what he did. But, uh, you know, Barkley went one for one. And just it was just a fun game to watch. Although the third quarter, was it only needed? The third quarter seemed to take forever. Yeah, the game was a very slow game. Well, that's what happens when you score 15 touchdowns and they all get called back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video after it was a three three plays in a row they scored and Patrick Mahomes is tweeting, man, how many touchdowns this guy got to score? And mm-hmm. then Josh Allen, there's a video of, of the mic on field and it's picking up Josh Allen because, of course, there's no fans, so you can hear everything. And Josh Allen goes, and his voice cracks, he goes, how many touchdowns we got to score? Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And it just reminds you, oh, yeah, this guy's 24 and he's like an MVP candidate already. I love, by the way, I think my favorite play of the day yesterday had to be the Statue of Liberty. That unfortunately got called back. Loved it. Loved what a it. play. What a play. Straight out of like Boise State for Oklahoma game. Unbelievable. Great, great play. Great run by, by Singletary too. Um, and I just love the fact that on, on that big, what was it, third and 30 or whatever, the third and goal from like the 25, they were still able to score a touchdown. What a throw. What a throw. And, yeah, I mean, Mark Shalareth made sure to mention multiple times what a great rope Josh Allen had on that. So, um, you know, be- beautiful pass, great catch. Yeah, first thing goal from the 30 is just just doesn't register in your in your head. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. But, you know, too many penalties. But I, I will say out of, all the, out of all the great positives, I would say that's the only negative, right? Buffalo needs to find a way to not get so many penalties in the red zone that's going to stall drives. You can't beat a team like Kansas City like that. You need to be able to sustain drives, keep drives going, and not get penalties off on the one yard line and get backed up twenty nine yards. Yeah, so, I did. I did wonder, like, if it's not such a blowout, do they call those penalties? You always wonder that. I don't know if you're if you're losing, mm-hmm. they seem to swallow the whistle a little bit more. I don't know. Just some of them seemed worse than others. No, I think so too. I thought so too. I thought some of them definitely seemed a little bit worse than others, but uh, you know, I thought um, a few of the holdings were questionable. Uh, you know, a few of the, uh, the there was a one they called on Ty Naseki saying that he was an ineligible, you know, player, whatever it was. But he was lined up on the offensive line, playing as an offensive lineman. Just because no one lined up over him, he got the penalty called. I don't. Yeah, understand. I don't yeah. Understand that that, that was not all right. So I was explaining this in my house too. So that was. Um, not his fault, obviously. It's just a receiver. The the way the line works, you have to have a receiver who's on the line, and, and the last person on the line is a quote-unquote eligible receiver, and you have to cover up the line just because of how – these are just the rules, right? Belichick, like, exploited them a couple years ago, and they started calling it more, more – uh, strictly but if if he, if the receiver's not on the line if you ever see a receiver run up to the line he like sticks his arm out looking at the sideline he's looking at the ref saying hey i'm on the line right like just making sure he is and when you see like the slot receiver is not on the line of scrimmage because if he was covered up by the end guy then he would be ineligible so he's got to be back it's technical they could probably let it go and no one would really care but i don't know they just kept scoring like it was it was it was uh, like a video game or something. You're like, oh, you beat it on easy. Okay, here's medium. Eh, okay, here's hard. All right, first and goal from the thirty. Here's here's expert. Oh, you still scored in two plays. Damn, don't know what else they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a uh, I don't know, really a questionable call. But uh, other than that, man, I'm I mean, as long as the Bills can find a way to keep uh, um, keep themselves from getting penalties down in the red zone. I think that they're fine. I, I really, and I've said it before, and I said it again last night. When this team plays at their ceiling, they are the best team in football, hands down. And they showed that last night. You know, and and maybe maybe I'm being a biased, you know, having biased opinion here, but I I wholeheartedly believe that when they play at their ceiling, like they did yesterday, there's no one better. Now, after now, okay, now you 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 clinch the AFC East. Really now all they're playing for is is position. Um, you know, do are they second? Are they third? Does Kansas City completely fall apart and maybe they somehow find a way to move up the first? I don't think so. I don't want to see them fall the fourth. 
I'd rather see him stay in that third uh, third spot there. But um, I, I mean, at what point do you tell your starters, hey, you guys are done for the like, – shut them down? Because Buffalo had that game pretty much wrapped up yesterday and guys were going down hurt. And Stephon Diggs went off in a cart, which I, I freaked out about for about five minutes. Then I saw him come back out, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, early reports are he's going to be fine. Trey White looked like he got banged up. Um, you had a Vernon Butler got banged up as Vanessa got banged up. And it's like, okay, we just got over the injuries. This team is finally healthy. Here comes the injury bug again at the wrong time. You know, um, so now I think it's on Sean McDermott and the rest of this coaching staff to find a way to keep these guys healthy. Maybe don't call so many design quarterback runs. Tell Josh Allen, look, just stay in the pocket. We we're in the playoffs. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get yourself hurt. That needs to be preached over and over and over again. Yep. We are planning to have a second episode this week, just looking ahead. Uh, I'm sure like that will definitely be a point of discussion because I almost want to say you already got locked. It's already locked up. You could move down a little, like only one slot down. I would sort of love if they, because they're playing the Patriots on Monday Night Football next week, right? I would sort of love if they took out all the starters at halftime and just said, oh, we don't care about this game. We're on national television, and national television is going to realize that Buffalo's taking out all their stars at halftime. Why is that? Oh, yeah, because they already locked up the division. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a kind of a cool flex. I don't know. I'm sure Sean McDermott you know, wants to keep beating Belichick all that he can, but I think that would be kind of cool. Keep your guys healthy, man. That's the most important thing right now. Keep your players healthy. Um, and you know what? I think it's good to see some Matt Barkley and see really what he could bring to the table as a backup because let's face it, in the Jets game last year, I don't know about you, Nick. I was not really impressed with Barkley. And I know we talked about it last week with, with Nick on our, our podcast as well. And we talked about that backup position and what's going to happen with Barkley in the contract year. Do they bring him back? Do they not? I think this is a, you know, these last two games could be a contract game for Barkley. He looked good last night, but all they had to do was hand the ball off for one play. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll really see, can he be that capable backup? If he even comes back next year, you know, he's 30 plus years old. His family stays out in California. He comes to Buffalo, you know, so they're not really, his boys are still young. He's in California in the off season. Does he maybe just hang him up at this point? Crazy stat though. I saw last night. I don't know if you saw it pop up. Um, when Barkley came into the game, through his career, he only has 2,500 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and 21 interceptions. Jeez. Yeah, not 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 the best stat like to pull up. but um, No, if Josh Allen really got hurt, I have very little faith in Matt Barkley. Do you think, and, and not to get off topic here, because I, I, you know, I want to continue to talk about the AFC Championship, but you know, one name I thought of after we were done with our conversation with Nick, and I, I, I'm mad I didn't bring it up sooner, actually two names. Fitzpatrick's set to be a free agent. Do you think he plays one more year and you think Buffalo would say, hey, come come be our backup? I'm, I feel comfortable with Fitzpatrick being a backup. Another name I think of, because I think he's clearly out of New York. I don't know if they're going to cut him or trade him, but if they cut Sam Darnold, do you think I, – I don't know if Sam Darnold will get a starting job anywhere right now, but he'd be someone that I'd be okay with Buffalo saying, hey, come be our backup mm-hmm. for a year, you know, earn your stripes – at least if Josh Allen gets hurt, I'm okay with Sam Darnold stepping in and being, and him and Josh Allen are best friends. Just something I'd be curious yeah, to. Yeah, I, right. I don't know what I, yeah. I'll say Ryan Fitzpatrick. I thought every year was going to be his last year, like four years in a row. So I have no idea if he's going to keep playing, but he would be a good veteran guy that you could turn to. Um, Sam Darnold's interesting. I would, as dumb as the Jets have a reputation for being under Adam Gase, I cannot. Like Joe Douglas, the G- new GM, still has a good reputation, and I can't see him just straight up cutting um, a, a top first round pick who, of a quarterback three years into his career. So I would think that he, if they do draft a quarterback, Donald might be available for trade. I can't see, I can't think they'd be dumb enough to cut him, and if they were. The bills are too good to have the waiver position to get him, because I think a lot of teams would claim him. Is what is what I think. Um, I, I actually mentioned him today. Today I was talking with somebody about who's going to be the Patriots quarterback next year, and we're going to talk. Hopefully, talk about that with um, a Patriots media person later this week. 
I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to be on that list, and I wondered if Sam Darnold could be on that list. I'm okay with Sam. I, I'm, I'm, you know, sure, sure. Let him go to New England. Um, I, th- I, I think New England may. I, Jared Stidham's looked good this year, and I don't again don't want to get too far ahead. Jared Stidham looks good this year. I won't be surprised if they finally just say, "Look, let's give Jared Stidham his chance and really see what he could do." Um, yeah, I'm also, expecting him to play this week. Yeah, I'm expecting him to play the last two weeks because Cam's just not cutting it. Mm-hmm. I think if Jared Stidham would have played today, I think New England would have won today. Plain and simple, you know. But uh, they didn't. They lost. They're out of the playoff race. They can't even get in anymore. Yeah, so that's right. Hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. The New England New- Patriots have been eliminated playoff from playoff race. contention. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I'm very happy with that. Um, so, so talk to me about Jake Kumaro. I never heard of this dude. Who? J- Jake Kumaro scored a receiving Ooh. touchdown. He was the 13th Buffalo Bill Ooh. with a receiving Ooh. touchdown this year. Ties the NFL record. You mean you mean the guy that was on the practice squad that Buffalo signed from uh, Green Bay, like, and and everyone's like, oh man, like they love this guy, good guy. Yeah, Devonte Adams tweeted during the game yesterday. Kumaro scored a touchdown. I tweeted, Coom. Yeah, man. Um, no, Kumaro, I, I, you, you see him a lot on special teams. Like that, that's mostly his spot, right? He's he's a special teamer. He's a gunner. Apparently, red zone target now too. Red zone target from, for, but only from like third and goal from the third. <laughs> Right, um, but I think he'll get some more playing time in the in the next couple of weeks too. Like we said, obviously, you know, you don't want to play your starters too much. Um, Savon Diggs already had a career year. Cole Beasley already had a career year. So okay, those two guys fine. John Brown, I don't think he'll play till the end of the end of the season. So I think you're going to see a lot more of Gabe Davis, a lot more of Isaiah McKenzie, a lot more of Jay Kumro in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. here. Um, but he, he's. he's I think he's better. I'll say it. Don't get mad at me, Bills Mafia, but I think he's better than Duke Williams. Um, you know, he, he's he's at least shown that he can come in and play. I also won't be surprised if we see Duke Williams at some point mm-hmm. before the end of the year. Just see what Buffalo needs to see yeah. what they have with him and if he's worth keeping around or not. All right, um, well, Duke Williams could be the guy to get him over the NFL record. He could be the 14th player to have a receiving touchdown for the Bills this year. So, so far they've had 13 guys. I'll mm-hmm. spot you, Kumaro. Can, can you? How many of the other twelve can you name right now? Okay. Who guys who have a, a receiving touchdown for the Bills this year? Thirteen okay. of them ties the record. We <laughs> got Kumaro. So okay, so Kumaro, Stephon Diggs, yep, John Brown, Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. Dave Davis, Dawson yep. Knox, mm-hmm. Lee Smith, uh-huh. Tyler Croft, yep. That's eight. Deion Dawkins. Nope. Did he didn't catch one? I thought he caught one this year. My guy, my guy called back. Probably might have been one of the 15 they scored and got called back. Uh, okay, let's see. Now, now, now you got me thinking. Um, Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. So that's nine. Um, Isaiah McKenzie. There's got to be. Yeah, I said him. I know. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, Nick. I'm thinking out loud. Okay. Um, Trying to go down like the, the depth chart in my head here. Yeah. All right. One of these uh, oh, will be oh, pretty oh, mad oh, that you forgot. Gilliam. Reggie Gilliam. So that's yep. 10. We need three more. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Devin Singletary. Nope. Singletary's caught one. Okay. Um, does Josh Allen's receiving touchdown Josh count? Josh Allen's? Of course that counts. Okay. So Josh Allen's receiving touchdown. And uh, man, who's the last? We've run out of guys on the roster. I know. Is it offensive lineman the last one? Is the last one offensive lineman? No. It's not. Why am I thinking that we had an offensive line touchdown this year? Uh, last year there was. Last year there was. Um, and they've tried it a couple times this year and it hasn't worked. Who is the last guy? Not running back. Oh, TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon. Yeah, nice job. Yeldon. Nice job. Game. Yeah. Thanks, man. You know, I so pay attention. Yeah, you do. I give you credit. That was good. I looked this up. the The only players on the active roster on offense who haven't scored a touchdown: Devin Singletary, who's got to be the favorite, I think; Andre Roberts; Taiwan Jones, who's usually inactive; uh, Matt Barkley, who's a backup quarterback; Jake Fromm, who's a backup quarterback, and the offensive line. That's it. Everybody else has scored. That's crazy. I gotta think I mean, Singletary would would be next. I mean, it, maybe Singletary is the guy that puts Josh Allen at 14. 
you know that that'd be nice i mean i'd, I'd like i like singletary i know i i kind of knock him a lot and i i think i've texted you a few times i think moss should be the number one back but i thought singletary had his best game last night um not even outside of the 51 yard touchdown that he had i thought singletary looked really good um you know what we haven't mentioned yet nick and i can't believe we haven't even gotten to it the jerry hughes fumble recovery touchdown that man wanted to score so badly <laughs> so badly First of all, this is a Bills team that didn't have a defensive touchdown since 2017. Mm-hmm. And in the last two weeks, they have two defensive touchdowns. What a run by by uh, Jerry Hughes. I mean, first of all, someone needs to teach him how to hold a football because he had to <laughs> hold that thing like Shady McCoy. But, uh, you know, he, he was juking guys out of their socks or shoes or underwear, everything. Um I don't know if you listened or, or heard the call with Murph and uh, Tasker. Oh, jeez, um, no. You know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big Murph guy. I don't know if there's a lot of people that listen that are big fans of Murph. I think Murph is too boring on the call. But you can hear, as if, if you find the audio, you got to hear it. Uh, Jerry Hughes is running and just hear Murph goes, oh, Jerry Hughes has the fumble, and there goes Jerry Hughes. Oh, he's at the 20. Oh, and then you just hear Tasker goes, he's going to make it. He's going to score. <laughs> Uh, more excited than what yeah tasker's excited well uh yeah sometimes you just get the the high pitch from her i love i love when tasker like just doesn't care he just yells it out like he yelled out earlier in the year i heard him call the tyler croft touchdown Mm -hmm. at the end and you just heard heard him call uh you know tyler croft caught you just heard him go he got it he got it oh wait i shouldn't say that like you, like he knows that it's Murph call to make. Yeah, but he's like, I he he gets so excited, and it's so great to hear. Um, I just wish they could find a good replacement for Murph because I'm not a, not a big fan of Murph. He's no he's no Van Miller. We'll put it that way. That's true. But uh, um, you know, I, I, Buffalo has just been blessed with so many great sports play by play guys. You know. Um, between Generat and and Van Miller, both of them are just top of their class. Um, obviously they're, still, they're so hard to replace. Van Van Miller's who I grew up with. You know, I used to listen to the radio and watch the games at the same time because I didn't like the announcers on TV. So Van was always the guy. Um, so it's just really hard now to listen to a game with Murph and watch it on TV because he's just not not interesting. Yeah, I hear you. So, Nick, the Bills are AFC's champion. Do you, do you know what their record was in 95 when they won the AFC's championship? 10 and 6. They were 10 and 6. Uh, they made it to the wild card, played Miami, uh, beat Miami 37 22 that year, and lost in the divisional playoffs to the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the year before that, which I thought was interesting. To go on a – and I didn't know all this, right? Again, I was young. I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to the team at that point. But between 90 and 93, obviously that was Super Bowl years. Did you know in 94 this team finished 7-9? and nine? Yeah, they missed the playoffs. After all together, that. right? Then they went 10-6, and 10-6, 6-10, 10-6, 11-5. Do you know the last time that the Bills – and I'm not saying that they will. I know they still have two games left, and they're probably going to play backups. But the last time the Bills finished – 13 and three last time they finished 13 and three it's gotta be one of the super bowl teams right so i'll guess 91 ding 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 yeah Good. tell them what he uh, won i almost guessed 90 uh, what were they in 93 you are correct they so in 93 they were 12 and 4 oh okay. 91 and 90 they were 13 and 3 and that was their best record mm-hmm ever is 13 and three mm-hmm. um so they, they they have the chance of, of 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 tying that record again this year we'll see if they could get there just to it, again man this team's just so much fun to watch i don't want to see the season end in any capacity you know um so much yeah, fun. I, I tweeted last week i'm like you know it's starting to set in that the bills only have like six or seven games left this year it's kind of sad like right. subtly subtly implying like if they go to the Super Bowl, it'd be that many games. And I think I was hoping people were going to get the joke. I think they got the joke. I think so. 
I mean, look, man, I, I still think this team could go to the Super Bowl. I know I keep I, – it, it sucks, right, because I, I've said it before. We're so not used to this. Like, I'm waiting for someone to pinch me and tell me that I've been dreaming for the last X amount of weeks. But, like and, – and I'm still also so skeptical to call Josh Allen, like, elite right now because we haven't had elite quarterback since Jim Kelly. He's, like, I'm, he's playing at an elite level this season. I, I think so. But I'm like, okay, like, like I don't want to get too excited for myself because, again, we've been let down so many times, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off, but I feel like, as a Buffalo sports fan, that's what we get, right? Like we, we can't have nice things, but we have them right now, Charlie. We so have them right now. We, we I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that, that feeling, it's, but it's, I. Scary feeling. Yeah, it's it's this recent Bills team. I think the team that ended the drought was the first team that like kind of bucked that trend, mm-hmm. and then they were they were bad the year after that. But um, like even leading up to the Denver game, how many times would there be a game where you could clinch something and instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna we're not scared of Drew Lock, they're gonna pound these guys." You predicted forty to twenty. It would be like. Oh, something good could happen this week. This is absolutely going to be a letdown game. They're absolutely going to blow it. Like that that's how it, how it was for like 20 years straight. It was terrible. 17 years straight. This like we just felt so confident being them beating Denver like, "Oh, they have something to play for." They got it. That's and There was there was like, so many people there because it's un, it's new and it's weird, it's unusual, but it's I don't know. We we both picked up on it enough to say that we felt comfortable with the win. There's so many people though out there, Nick, that I feel um, thought that Buffalo still could have lost this game. So many of the quote unquote experts that you see on TV thought that this could be a trap game for Buffalo. They could be looking, you know, they could be too hyped up. They they need to they need to get humble because for the old Bills it would have been. But this, but they the thing is, this team is humble. They don't need to be humbled on the field. Like they humble, they're they're humbled. I, I don't know how else to say it. This this coaching staff, this uh, surprising ownership, this GM, everyone has more or less told these guys like, "Hey, you're good, but you're not great yet because you don't have that ring. You want to mm-hmm. be great? Let's go get that ring." And and every single week, you don't see other teams man ha- out there having snowball fights. The Buffalo Bills made <laughs> local news down here in tiny Fort Myers, Florida, because they had a snowball fight. The last time the Buffalo Bills made local news down here was when they drafted hometown Sammy Watkins. So it's not something that happens often. People are taking notice that these guys are just out there having fun. They're just out playing ball, man. They're just out. They're mm-hmm. going to work. They're punching their time card, and they're having a blast doing it. It looks like they have fun. They really do. Josh Allen celebrated winning the coin toss the other day. Like, <laughs> What? Yeah, every week there's videos of like people, the other teams yelling at each other on the sidelines. There's the you know this week the Vikings game, the audio picked up, Justin Jefferson, you know, screaming at Kirk Cousins, saying, "Kirk, what? You know, f Kirk, you know, throw throw the damn ball sooner." But those are like just having fun, like they're loose. I like that. And and look who the first guy was in the end zone. Um, I think it was on the Kumaro touchdown. Look who the first guy that was there to to, to, to congratulate him. Stefan Diggs. Like all this talk about, oh, he's not going to be a team player. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Stefan Diggs has bought into the process, man. The process is real. Believe it. Because mm-hmm. we've lived through the process. We have lived through the last four years of the process. There's a reason why this head coach and this GM sign long term contracts. And I hope they're here to stay. And I hope that we get to see an old, gray, more bald, Beardless Sean McDermott, twenty and years and now. Brian Dable and Brian Dable and, and Brian Dable. Maybe Brian Dable will lose some weight, stop eating pizza and wings, <laughs> himself in shape, so he'll live for twenty years. Um, but 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 I want to see this this, this coach this coaching staff here forever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in it right now. Now if they come out next year and they finish one in sixteen, one in fifteen, yeah, maybe we'll have to talk. But that they are one one injury away from being pretty bad. 
They really are. I mean, again, we talked about this last week. Josh Allen goes down. Where is this team? Jake Fromm is not going to get you to 13 wins. Matt Barkley is not going to get you to 13 wins. You don't even need 13, but you might need 10. No. Okay, 11. They don't even get you to, to – they don't get you an AFC championship. They might get you in to a wild card spot, which, by the way, is a whole nother, another thing that we'll we'll touch on this week as well. So make sure you guys tune into our, 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 our second episode later in the week this week. But, um, you know, the, the wild cards are shaping up to be pretty interesting, man. Indy looked pretty, pretty good today, although they almost lost. Who right now Buffalo would be playing Indy in the uh, in the wild card round? Um, I believe it's Indy. At least last time I looked, I don't know if that changed today. Um, but I I I, I, um, I thought Indy looked pretty good. They're still chasing Tennessee, but Tennessee had a big win today, so I think Tennessee's going to end up blocking up that division next week. Yeah, we got a lot more to get to. Uh, looking ahead at the Patriots game before we go, anything else you want to hit on on uh, the AFC East title? Enjoy it, folks. Just that's all I got to say. Enjoy it. Cherish this, man. It's it's. I I did ask a few of our listeners. Um, give me one. Just I want a one word answer. Now I was expecting better one word answers. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in them, and their um one word answer. But one fan said, "I said to give me a one word answer on how you felt last night." One said proud. One said excited. Uh, another uh, Pete, Pete B on Twitter gave me a longer response. He said, I teared up a little bit after the game last night. I think we all teared up a little bit after the game last night, Pete. Like, you know, it, it's safe to say that uh, this has really hit hit everyone pretty, pretty hard and in, in, in a good way. You know, um, it was a great, I, I, I don't know about you. I won't forget this day. Like I won't forget where I was when the Buffalo Bills won their first AFC East championship in 25 years. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm, I'm wish I'm raising you a pretend glass to even better memories than, than that to come very soon. Hey, they're scary. Good, man. They're, 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 they're real. <laughs> it's so, so crazy to say that this team is real, but they, they are real. They are the real deal. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see what um, what the future holds for this team, not just this season, but seasons to come. Absolutely. So, Nick, real quick, we had to touch on the last piece of news. I know that we were just going to talk about AFC Championship. Got to touch on the last piece of news that came out today. The NHL is returning January 13th. Some new divisions. Uh, Buffalo's division looks incredibly difficult. And only mm-hmm. the top four teams in each division makes the playoffs. Um, and I believe I saw a 56-game schedule. So as much as I want to see the Sabres in the playoffs, and I know that they should be good, I don't know if they're going to be better than half the teams in their division this yeah. year. Uh, All right, yeah, quickly the details here. So you only play games against teams in your division. So the Bills – or I'm sorry, the Sabres are going to be playing the Bruins, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals only this year. If they finish in the top four of those, they make the playoffs. And then they have to still play another series against a team in their division. And if they win that, they play another series against a team in their division. And then if they win that, then uh, each division sends one team to the, the final four in the Stanley Cup. So it's looking like a long road, at least based on uh, how teams finished last year. So uh, Terry Pagula had remember the video they did after the sign Taylor Hall, and they said said you know this is a go for it type of move. This puts us in the Stanley Cup, you know, contention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks that looks tough right now. I mean, it really does, man. Like outside of New Jersey, who is still a good team, but like the Islanders, good team. The Rangers, okay, I'll, I'll say the Rangers. Yeah, they should be, should be better than the Rangers, I think. Right, I think they should be better than the Rangers. But the Islanders, good team. Philadelphia, good team. Pittsburgh, good team. Washington right now doesn't have goaltending. Sounds like, from what I have heard, sounds like they may be signing Ryan Miller to be their starting um, goalie right now, now that Lundquist is out for the year with a heart issue. Uh, so I'll be curious to see how that works out. But Boston's a good team. But I also feel like Boston's up and down. Um but they they're all, the they've been so solid lately. Right. 
but they're an older team. I, I feel like you look at the division, right? You look at this East division that Buffalo's in. Buffalo's probably the youngest team in that division. So we'll see how that all mm-hmm. works. I mean, so. but, I mean, you're looking at the I, – I'll say Boston is ahead of the Sabres for sure. Yes. You're, you're hoping that Washington falls off. You're hoping that the Flyers don't put it together. You're hoping the Islanders struggle a little bit. And then, I mean, what? Are the Sabres really going to be better than Pittsburgh this year? Pittsburgh kind of, you know, Pittsburgh usually seems to figure it out just in time to get into the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I trust the Sabres more than I trust the Penguins right now. Like these, these are a lot of things would have to go the Sabres way. I think so. I mean, I, and I, I'm saying just in terms of good teams falling off, not even getting into, oh, yeah, the Sabres are also going to have to be great too. Right. The Sabres also have to be good. I mean, is that the toughest division out of all four of them? I would, I would think so. Because the Canadian I, I like, division does not scare me very much. No, Toronto's eh. Edmonton is eh. Calgary's eh. Um, I look at the Central even. I, I mean, the West Division is okay. Um, San Jose, sure. Maybe Vegas, sure. Maybe St. Louis. Colorado, I like. Colorado, I like. But Arizona doesn't scare me. Um, Anaheim is, eh, you know. Ducks, don't, Ducks know. don't scare me. Um, but the Central also, I guess, could be kind of considered – a little difficult. You got Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa. I don't yeah. think Florida's that good. I don't think Detroit's that good. Chicago has been so up and down lately. They're, Chicago mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of Boston. They're an older team with some young pieces sprinkled in, but they're an older team. Um, And Carolina is it's Carolina, man. I, I feel like Carolina's just going to be good because they, they were able to build that young team uh, who are now starting to turn into superstars with Sebastian Ajo leading the way there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, it's going to be an interesting season. You know, this is the, definitely one of the seasons where much like how baseball was this past year, every game is really going to matter. You know, you can't afford to have a night off, um, which I think is going to make it fun and exciting. I think, you know, to a team like Buffalo, unfortunately, you got to play every single game like it's a playoff game at this point, because there's no way you make the playoffs if you don't. Yeah, like you play it's gonna be weird. You play each each team eight times mm-hmm. and that's it. So the Sabres have fifty-six games against the same seven opponents. And then if they win, they face one of those teams again in the playoffs. Like it's gonna get old seeing the same people, I think. And there's gonna be some rivalries and there's gonna be some chippy play. And it's it's gonna be weird, I think. You're just gonna be seeing the same people. And I get totally get why they did it. It's gonna just it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. I, I guarantee you, there's the way they have the Stanley Cup final matchup. It just recedes. So you might have two typical Eastern Conference teams playing each other. And someday you're you're uh, you know if you have a, a son or daughter who's interested in this, they're gonna say, Dad, how did how did the Sabers play against Toronto in the Stanley Cup? I don't. know. I'm just making two two teams up. And you're gonna say, Oh well, you know, in 2021 there was a weird thing that happened because of a pandemic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, something weird's gonna happen, and this this, the whole thing seems, man. I can't just you have to play in the playoffs against the same teams you already played against. That's just gonna be gonna be nasty. You're gonna hate each other. There's gonna be a lot of. I mean, look as as Sabres fans, right? We already don't like Boston. I already don't like Pittsburgh in general because I I, I'm not a Sidney Crosby guy, Um, and I don't like the Rangers because the Rangers fans are obnoxious to me. Um, same with the Islanders fans. I have friends who are Islanders fans. So I'm like, you don't know hockey. Like, stop talking hockey. Um, but we'll we'll see, man. I think it's going to be an interesting. It, it will definitely be interesting, uh, to say the least. I'm I'll I'll probably watch every game. Um, I'm sure you'll watch most games. Um, which should be an interesting interesting year here. Oh, for sure, and I. I mean, if you're one of these other teams, you're looking at this division saying, oh, Buffalo up. Oh, no problem. We could beat Buffalo. Like mm-hmm. that, the Sabres are going to have to surprise people this year. I think so. I, and, and they very well might. Who knows? I mean, Taylor Hall is really that big of a game changer. And if Jeff Skinner can get back to his old ways, man, who knows? This team could be good. Goaltending is obviously what scares me the most. Um, and the worst part about all of this, right, is if they don't make the playoffs, there's a good chance Taylor Hall is probably gone next season, right? There's mm-hmm. not a lot of revenue coming in for, for the Sabres or the NHL this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it just sucks you got Taylor Hall for 50 games. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good full season. But uh, we'll yeah, see. Let, it, let, let me ask you one weird hypothetical here. So I know that this is not going to happen, and I know that they probably want to try to get fans in, in arenas at some point and try to make some money this year, right? But let's just say that you're Terry Pagula, and you have already said this, you know, signing Taylor Hall makes us, uh, you know, a Stanley Cup contender. If you were absolutely trying your hardest to get the Sabres into the playoffs and into the Stanley Cup this year, what would you think about the Sabres saying, you know, like looking at, at this division and be like, you know what, this looks tough. I think we have a much easier time playing in the Canada division. And the Canada division only has seven teams. All the rest have eight. So they're a team short. What if the Sabres said, we'll play all of our games in Fort Erie or Hamilton mm-hmm. just so we can get in that in that Canadian division and play against those teams all year because they're, they're easier? Do you, would you, do you think that would help their playoff chances? Is that totally, totally ridiculous or just mostly ridiculous? I mean, dude, that, that Canadian division just, again, like we said, really doesn't scare me. Maybe Vancouver is probably the most dangerous in that entire Canadian division. Um Plus, I would obviously love to see Buffalo, Toronto, eight times a year. That would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with that. I think that's an easier way into the playoffs than having to play, you know, in, in a division here with Pittsburgh and Washington and Philadelphia. I mean, let's face it, right? P- Pittsburgh, Washington, Philadelphia most likely get in, right? Like those are are your three in. Who's I would have thought Boston was in that group, man. You who would you put Boston in over though? Like, is it is it is it more or less Boston, Washington, Philly, and, and Pittsburgh's to lose at this point? Uh, that sounds good to me. And I'm like, dang, the Islanders have been, you know, okay, they've had some good years too. So I mean, Washington, we got to see what happens with Washington. Say that again. The Islanders were a game away of making the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Yeah, like there's at least five teams that are significantly better suited for this than the Sabres. Buffalo's going to, it's a tough road, man. It really is. I don't know. I don't think we'll be crowning the Sabres, the East division. Champions yeah. I mean, if you, had to, if you had to pick one of those teams, I think Philly would probably be less likely than the other teams, but they're still ahead of Buffalo at this point on paper, at yeah. least. Yeah. I mean, everyone's ahead of Buffalo right now on paper. Buffalo just the, the, good thing, the good thing with fit, yeah. The good thing with fifty games though, right? If this team seems to go on stretches of playing phenomenal hockey and being in first place mm-hmm. within like the first half of the season. That's true. So maybe they, they, they hit their stride early like they always do and they sneak in that way and they, they collapse late and it's too late for them to fall out of play. That's true. If you go that ten game win streak or you get a point in 12 or 13 straight games that mm-hmm. could set you up mm-hmm. smaller sample size equals more randomness absolutely but like i said i don't think we'll be crowning the sabers the division champions this year but we can crown the bills afc east division champions in 2020 huge 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 it's huge yeah caroline it's huge that was a prof- way, professional transition anymore. from you right there. Thank you. Yeah, he's not on. By the way, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I don't see Billy Fischillo on the commercials anymore. I don't miss that guy at all. <laughs> he has two dealerships here. He's never on anymore. So, if, you know, shout out to Billy Fischillo, wherever he is. I've heard a rumor that, like, he got mixed up with the mob or something. I don't know how true that is, but I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody told me he, like, changes his name in different parts of the country. Like in Arizona, he was Billy Fernandez or something. I can see that. <laughs> I just gonna say, what's his name out, out west? Like, you know, that's I, I could totally see that though. Like, makes sense, um, dude. I, I I I'm still speechless, right? Like, I know you guys can't see me because you're obviously listening with your with your ears here, but uh, I've I haven't. I Nick could probably speak to you on this. I haven't taking the smile off my face this entire podcast i don't know if it's nick or the yeah. fact that the bills are afc east division champions or what it is but like i'm i was to, i was hoping they could hear the smile in your voice i'm hoping they can't too like i feel like that's a thing 
Yeah, I, I feel that way. Like when I drink eggnog at Christmas, I'm like, yes, you can hear the smile in my voice. <laughs> is, it, is it they could hear the smile or, or or it's just your smile feeling the eggnog? Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Well, I'll be drinking plenty of eggnog this, this Christmas celebrating AFC East Champions. By the way, did you buy a shirt yet, Nick? A shirt and hat yet? No, I saw some people said they were having a hard time finding it, and some people said they went to Dick's early this morning and found because some people wanted like the the exact shirt and hat the Bills had on, and mm-hmm. some like there was a generic one that didn't look anything like that that was for sale. So fanatics, by the if anyone's looking for them, I don't know if they still do. I did order one for my, my dad's birthdays in two weeks, so I ordered him one off of Fanatics. It was the generic one; it was the Fanatics brand, not the Nike brand. Um. But he likes the old school looking shirts where it just straight up says AFC mm-hmm. so champions. That's what they had. Um, but they were also running out. I know the hats. Some people said they went on uh, actually on the new era site itself to buy the hats, mm-hmm. uh, the exact hats that the Bills had on the field. So you guys can feel free to look there as well. I have not ordered one for myself yet. I feel like I will once they restock here. You can tell your wife she needs a last minute gift for you. Yeah, I'm also kind of holding out hope here, man, for a Super Bowl t-shirt. That would mean more to me than mm-hmm. this East Division Champions shirt. But, um, dude, it's it's uh, it's real. It's here, man. The Bills are AFC East Division Champions going into the playoffs, hopefully t- keeping that third seed, um, and hopefully making a run because I need the Bills now more than ever to shut up these Dolphins fans that think that they have a legitimate team, and I still don't think they do. All right, guys, if you have any questions for us, tweet them at the underscore process pod. We're going to try to get them answered for you later this week. Yes, guys. We So this is not our only episode. We have another one coming out this week, so keep your eyes and ears glued to at the process pod on Twitter. Or you can always follow Handy Dandy at Nick Veronica on Twitter because Nick's, Nick's got those fire takes. And if you need to see any fire stats, Nick's your guy. Uh, or follow me on Twitter at chawit 68 um, I'm usually always retweeting the podcast. I also tweet during the game, so um, but I, I'm also drinking Jack and Cokes during the game and trying to tweet. So sometimes <laughs> I just get really fired up with my tweets. It's it's more laughing. Uh, you know, if you want a good laugh, come on <laughs> over. Uh, but guys, with all that said, your Buffalo Bills are our Buffalo Bills. Our AFC East Division champions for the first time in 25 years. I can't stop saying it. I can't stop smiling when I say it. I love it. I love this team. I love the city of Buffalo. I love you, Nick. I love everyone. Let's go, Bills. Why not us? Thanks for listening. And remember to always trust the process.